0: Welcome to the More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. This episode is ADHD and the Evolving Personality. As with many things, growing up with ADHD can influence how your personality develops because it tends to make some situations more likely and other situations less likely. This is also affected by when you were diagnosed and whether you were treated. The book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, is available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else. But if you enter coupon code 19380, my zip code, at addwarehouse.com, you'll save 25%. So that's a good deal. I'm psychologist Dr. Ari Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians. For more information about either book, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. Even if you're not a big fan of Freud, We can all agree that what happens in childhood has some effect on who we become as adults. This can be both good and bad, depending on the temperament we're born with and how well our environment fits with and caters to those innate tendencies. We've all had experiences that have positively shaped the people we've become, and we've also all had negative experiences that we found a way to overcome. If you have ADHD, especially if you were born before ADHD was well understood, you probably had more than your fair share of negative experiences. It's hard to not bear some scars from that. You don't wanna live in the past or allow old bad stuff to get in the way of enjoying new good stuff, but it helps to understand how those old experiences shaped who you are now. With knowledge comes the power to do things differently, to make the future better than the past. ADHD can have both direct and indirect effects on someone's life. An example of a direct effect is the undiagnosed student who did poorly in school and now doesn't have the necessary degrees to get the jobs that are at her ability level. Even if this is ancient history by now, it'll obviously carry forward and continue to affect her life. An indirect effect is a situation where someone's ADHD caused problems with maintaining friendships because of forgetfulness and interrupting. Even if many of his ADHD symptoms have subsided or medication mostly cleans them up, he may still hold himself back socially because of an an expectation that he doesn't do well socially. Although it's easy to understand this pessimism, things might be different now as an adult, but he'll never discover that if he doesn't try again and push himself beyond his comfort zone. So the past lives on in the present. The direct effects tend to be pretty obvious, whereas the indirect effects simply get woven into the tapestry of our personalities. These automatic parts of our personalities can be invisible to us because they're so inherently part of who we are and how we always remember ourselves. This stuff may be more visible to other people and especially to a perceptive therapist. In fact, part of the goal of therapy is to teach clients about themselves so that they have the option to see or do things differently. This is especially true of those with previously undiagnosed ADHD who were not able to do things differently despite their best efforts. Untreated ADHD can color every situation someone finds himself in, like doing homework, managing money, and handling interactions with family and friends. Over time, as certain experiences occur much more frequently than other experiences, someone can't help but be affected by the patterns. He may even come to expect certain outcomes, which, of course, makes those outcomes more likely. For example, if he doesn't expect to do well in math, he probably won't study his hardest, which sets him up to not do as well on the next test, but then also not do as well on later material that's built on that earlier material. Or if she expects that a room will always fall quickly to chaos, then she probably won't clean it up all that often. So the past carries forward into the future, sometimes in ways that we're not fully aware of. This can affect how we feel about ourselves, our ability to be successful in various endeavors, and other people. The ripples keep rolling. It's worth keeping in mind that someone who's diagnosed with ADHD as an adult probably had a very different life than someone who was diagnosed and treated as a child or teen. Those who were diagnosed later probably had a harder life. Today's kids who are being diagnosed are growing up in a different world. Not only is there greater awareness and acceptance of ADHD, but we have effective treatments and accommodations available at school. The majority of adults out there, however, were born too early and had to find success and happiness the hard way. At least in this regard, your kids and grandkids will have an easier time of it. Even though ADHD has been around forever, only recently has it been widely recognized. So, 1980s for kids, 1990s for adults. Although it's still not that widely recognized for adults even at this point in time. But what it means is that there are many, many people with ADHD whose obvious symptoms were explained in some other way, since ADHD wasn't a possible explanation. There are many reasons why someone's ADHD may be missed, and this was covered in episode 12, which was dated June 8th, and called Missed Diagnoses. Why did it take me so long to be correctly diagnosed? You can find that in the archives at adultadhdbook.com. But for this podcast, let's talk about the effect of living without that diagnosis, of having to come up with other explanations for those difficulties. Our minds automatically seek explanations for things. So when we don't know something for sure, we make assumptions. For someone with ADHD, her symptoms are clear, but the explanation isn't. So everyone makes assumptions about why she doesn't do better. Of course, all the old familiar explanations are used. She just needs to try harder, she's irresponsible, she doesn't care enough, or, you know, the, the craziest of them all, she wants to do badly. This very much adds insult to injury. Not only doesn't it help her do better, but it just makes her question herself. Huh, I thought I tried my best on that, but um, apparently I didn't. Initially, most people tend to fight back against these accusations, But over time, the accusations begin to sink in and influence how people see and feel about themselves. This can then become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Since the ADHD isn't being treated, of course all the same problems keep happening. The person hears these negative comments again and again and eventually starts to believe them. So there goes her motivation to try to do better since it probably won't work out well anyway. Given her track record, This is a pretty reasonable conclusion. Unfortunately, it also becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, since not trying new strategies, or trying them half-heartedly, tends to bring about those same old failures. So when she is finally diagnosed, she may be guarded in her optimism to try new strategies, even though these have a better chance of being successful. As time goes on and she doesn't take advantage of opportunities to practice either new or old skills, predictably, she doesn't get better at them. She then starts to fall behind her peers who are using the skills more often. Practice may not make perfect, but it does tend to make better. Seeing this growing gap between what she can do and what she sees others doing only gives her more to feel bad about. Round and round it goes. Fortunately, this can all change if she's diagnosed and actively seeks treatment. That can open up a whole new life, but it's a tough ride before then. Now, I've discussed ways to make your life better in prior episodes of this podcast, and I'll continue to do so in upcoming episodes, so you know, be sure to tune in. I'm also really excited to be participating in two great conferences the week of October 5th. So first, Monday the 5th, I'll be presenting on ADHD and Depression, Treat Your ADHD, Feel Better, for the ADHD virtual conference, which is loaded with all the top presenters. You can find more information under Cool Events at adultadhdbook.com, and if you click through from my site, then they know I sent you, so that's kind of good. Um, I'll also be doing two sessions at the Chad Conference in Cleveland, which is the 7th through the 10th, and a lot of fun, great experience. Totally recommend going if you can swing it. My sessions will be Practical Strategies to Overcome Executive Function Weaknesses, Understand More, Live Better, and Acceptance is Empowering. Control what you can, let go of the rest. I'm really excited about both of these excellent events uh, and you know if you are at Chad feel free to catch me in the halls and say hello. Our next episode will be expectation management. Promise only what you can deliver. Given that ADHD behaviors are so often misunderstood, your relationships will be more satisfying and less stressful if you actively manage what others should and shouldn't expect from you. So until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.